fight begin. Welcome to It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast, featuring your host, Anthony the Mark, Tony the Father, and Nate Diggity Dog. What's going on, you guys? Get on in here, you beautiful people, and welcome to It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. On today's episode, we are going to review and discuss everything that happened on the day one edition of Monday Night Raw. As a reminder, you can find us on X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at It's Real to Us. Now, if you happen to miss the day one show, I get it, hungover from New Year's, just getting busy on those New Year's resolutions, I understand. Don't worry about it, because we got Tony the Father and yours truly ready to break down everything you might have missed with the day one edition of the fastest Raw Recap. There's only one way to kick off the new year, and that is with the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, The Rock, The Brahma Bull, The Great One, made his triumphant return to WWE to call Jinder Mahal a day one douchebag. Then the people's champ finally alluded to sitting at the head of the table. Could a dream match between Roman Reigns and The Rock be cooking? You know what I think? It doesn't matter what you think. The Rock is back, baby. After their 50th first date, Drew Barrymore McIntyre was hoping to kiss the World Heavyweight Championship at midnight. But after McIntyre dropped the ball, it was Seth frickin' Rollins who was smooching his title to start the new year. It doesn't matter if it's senior money in the bank, Damian Priest, the Scotsman, Drew McIntyre, or anyone else on Raw. It's Monday Night Rollins, baby. <laughs> Seth retained. Nia jacked up Becky's fucking face and punched her way into the new year. After a Samoan drop and an annihilator, the man was lynched for falling to the irresistible force. Could Nia Applejacks be a delicious treat and the next challenger for the women's world title? We shall see. On a New Year's Eve double date, whoa, so tired. Oh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark Gave out a lot of shots. Yeah, whatever. Natty and Tegan Knox ended up getting plastered and throwing up their chances at being next up for the WWE Women's Tag title. Gives a shit. Shayna Baszler and Stark clean up the mess and pick up the win. And I can go to bed, thank God. Poison Ivy Nile used her powers of seduction to lure Rhea, I'm Batman, Ripley into a women's world title match. And even though the upstart impressed, Gotham and Judgment Day's protector emerged from the dark with her championship reign intact. It's Rhea bloody Ripley's world, and we're all just living in it. Mommy retains. Don't be mistaken, it's 2024, not 2011, and the awesome truth are back together and better than ever. Even though our truth might not officially be in the Judgment Day, at least he's got a friend. You got a friend in me, The Miz. Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough, you can't handle the awesome truth. 
That was the fastest Raw recap, day one edition. Happy to be back, everyone. I'm Anthony the Mark, joined alongside Tony the Father and the returning Nate Diggity Dog. Nathan, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you for that. It's been been a while. Been a while. Good good to be back here, buddy. I was uh, chilling in uh, nice Mexico in Florida, just on a nice cruise with uh, me and my fiance Sam's family. Just a fun time. Sam sang beautifully. I couldn't believe it. It was just a fun time. Drank a lot, and I had to go back to work today. It felt awful, <laughs> but uh, gained a listener. Blake, if you're out there, thanks for representing the pod. A lot of fun. I missed you guys, though. Missed you a lot. Where did you go on vacation? Mexico? Uh, so we went on a cruise. We went to Cozumel. Out, out of where? Would you go out of Miami? Um, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. How long did you cruise for? A week. Nice. Would you hit like a bunch of islands? You stop for yeah. a day, you chill, get yeah, back on the so boat. The first day we were at sea, and then we four straight days we were at uh, a location, and then the last day was at sea as well. well it, was, it was good. Oh my god, beautiful! Didn't have to worry about anything. Sam's family is the greatest. They are awesome. I can't wait to be part of that family. They already said I'm in it, but. Not officially yet. It's going to happen soon. You're yeah, going to be getting wedding. married next year. So. What, no, this year, technically. Oh, Tony. yeah, that's right. We're in a new year, 2024. Mm-hmm. 2024, 2024 is here. I graduated 1980. Yo, Tony, we graduated in 2014. This is our 10 years out of high school. Uh, it goes fast time. Does that feel like 10 years ago to you? No, absolutely not. 2020 feels like it was last week. But, Nate? I am happy to have you back. And I missed them as well, because you said you missed me, and I, I wanted to say I missed you, so I well, missed well, you. We got a little bromance going oh, on Oh, dude, they're the biggest bromance. Sam a big calls, bromance? Sam calls him my boyfriend. He's like, oh, are you going to your boyfriend's tonight to do the podcast? I was like, yeah, I guess. I see you more than I see Sam sometimes. You would be so lucky, my friend, <laughs> okay? I tell you, I am fantastic. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that, though, diggity dog, because once you're married, that's going to be, your bromances might be gone. Yeah, I, I still think Sam will, will let me do what I want to do. She's the best, so. They all say that shit. Believe me, it doesn't last. <laughs> Take it from experience over here. It doesn't last. I've divorced three times. It don't last. <laughs> so, Nate, you had a great time. We're happy to have you back. Are you excited to talk about day one? Oh, yeah, dude. It was uh, a good show. I expected a little bit more, but I thought, oh, no, it was a really good show. Cool. Well, let's dive into it all, right? Let's do it. Do it. Monday Night Raw Breakdown. Breakdown. I was excited for day one because it, it looked like it was going to be like a pay-per-view, but it was on free TV. So I was a little pumped, but I was a little let down. And I got to factor in the Kevin Dunn situation. That's maybe why the show was a little flat. What do you think? So Kevin Dunn, what Tony is referring to, is the executive producer for WWE weekly television shows. That's Raw, SmackDown, premium live events. He's been with the company since WrestleMania 1. I worked for WWE. I listened to Kevin Dunn counting everyone into and out of every little thing that goes into Monday Night Raw. Kevin Dunn called it all for years, and he was side-by-side with Vince. And Kevin Dunn wiped his hands, and he's gone. And I think it's going to impact programming moving forward, and I think it's going to impact talent. Who's to say? You ever watched Charlie Brown as a kid? I, I like, briefly, not, not a lot. Do you remember the teacher? I gave you the opportunity to speak first. You said two lines and kicked it back to me. Because I never thought that you'd say 5,000 lines before I could even get a word in or Nate could get a word Well, I figured I was a good person to talk on the matter because I had a somewhat of a relationship Well, with that's him. why I wanted to go there because 
I don't think it's that big of a deal. Now, hearing what you had to say wow. and everything, I didn't know the the ins and outs of WWE. Yeah, he might have had a lot to do with production-wise and everything, but I think Triple H is going to make this company even better than what Vince made it. So that's why I don't think this is that big of a deal. But knowing what you know and everything, I can understand why you think this is such a big deal. It's big news because he's been with the company for so long. WWE wanted him to stay there through WrestleMania, and he chose just to basically shut it down on the first. So the word on the street from what I was reading and talking to people is that Kevin Dunn does not like the direction that's coming in the upcoming months that Endeavor is going to be taking. So he decided to cut his losses and bail out right now. So I think this is going to be a big deal. WWE is such a well-oiled machine. They're going to keep on going. It's going to be fine. But there's no denying Kevin Dunn was a big part of their production for many, many years. So, tip of the cap to you, my friend, Kevin. Let's move on. Day one, baby. And the most electrifying return of the year. In one day, baby. Absolutely, <laughs> baby. I'm talking about the modern-day Maharaja. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, the former WWE champion, is back. And I don't know about you guys, but I was taken back. That's <laughs> funny. You're joking? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's being sarcastic. I love it. We're not talking about the people's champ? Not yet. The most electrifying man. Of course I'm talking about The Rock, the great one, the Brahma Bull, the people's champ. He's back and... The jabroni. Can you smell that Indian food? I mean, maybe if that's what Jinder's cooking. But were you guys surprised? What were your reactions? I thought it was going to be a big surprise and everything. As the weekend went down, you saw The Rock in L.A., and then I realized day one was in San Diego, California. The entire weekend, The Rock was promoting the XFL, uniting with the USFL to make one league. Um, he did all of his promotion in California. It didn't surprise me. The day of, I was like, yeah, it's in San Diego. I think I see The Rock coming out. So I wasn't as surprised as... I thought I would have been. It's not like when you saw him on SmackDown a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, had, I had no idea that was going to happen. This one kind of seemed forced. It was more expected. You saw him two days earlier. They showed some promos. Nick Khan was in the background. So you kind of knew what was going to happen. But even though you know it's going to happen, it was still exciting. When you see The Rock, when he comes out and the eyebrow goes up, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? It was great. You know, how, how could you not love The Rock? Everybody loves him. And, of course, he was his charismatic self. He went right up to Jinder, who, before we get to The Rock, let's talk about Jinder's promo for no, a quick second. No, can we not? It was five minutes of garbage that didn't need to be there. My initial reaction was it was five minutes of garbage. I rewatched it today, and it is some good shit, Nate. It is awful. He didn't do anything. All he did was speak in Indian and just bash the, the United States. Well, he bashed the United States, but the thing that he did that I found super entertaining was he united the entire arena in booing him by speaking our national anthem in Punjabi. Jinder did his job because he came out as the villain against America and Rock showed up as this Superman who's going to save America. And it's basically USA, USA versus the world. So Jinder did what he's supposed to do. Do I like Jinder Mahal? Not really, but he did a good job. You know that there were a handful of people, though, who were like, are you kidding me? This is the surprise return? Yeah, yeah. The fact that you get that many people like on a hook, so to speak, 
I think makes it all worth it. And then, of course, we got the Brahma Bull, the great one. Let's talk about his promo. What were the takeaways you thought? The promo was okay. You know, it was basically calling Jinder a douchebag 30 times. So, you know me, I got a Catholic mouth. I don't like to hear curse words. So, when I hear something like that, you know, I got to be honest. I lowered the, I lowered the volume on the TV. I was a little upset. You know, I, I tried to fucking contact WWE and say, you know, there's children listening to this program. One side of the ring said... Day one. Douchebag. Day one. Douchebag. Yeah, about 35 times, you know? So... How could you not like douchebag? I love that word. It's one of my favorite words. So I was excited. <laughs> I got pumped up. The Rock was calling Jinder, the anti-American, a douchebag. It was great. Now let's dial it back and let's talk more about the significance of this moment because all anyone has been talking about since that moment is that The Rock alluded to sitting at the head of the table and what, challenging Roman Reigns? Is this a match that we think is going to happen? First of all, I don't know Rock's schedule. I mean, he's in Hollywood. He has a, a football league he has to deal with now. Like, what is his schedule? I, I've been seeing a lot of rumors, maybe Elimination Chamber. I just don't know. Is he going to go all the way to Australia to fight Roman at, at Elimination Chamber? This could be a bill to not this upcoming WrestleMania, but the next mania after that, for all we know. So my head's going everywhere. I don't know what this means. Let me tell you something. For The Rock to say that he might be sitting at the head of the table, this is like a crime family. You got to understand, you can't whack the boss just because you feel like it. The commission has to sit down. It's got to get approved. So maybe The Rock spoke with... Afa and Sika, otherwise known as the Elders, who there originally sent Solo Sokoa to help Roman so, Reigns run the bloodline. Is it possible the Elders are not happy with the way Roman is running things and they're going to interject the rock now? There's something going on. Roman's in a little hot water. Not only is he in hot water, but there's also somebody else in the bath right next to him burning and boiling. And that's Cody Rhodes, because my guy is going to get bumped from the main event of WrestleMania 40 to the main event of WrestleMania 41 if The Rock doesn't fight at Elimination Chamber and he fights Roman at WrestleMania 40 this year. I don't think that Rock is going to fight Roman at WrestleMania. I really don't, because it doesn't fit purpose. Roman pins Rock, Rock pins Roman, then what do you do? I really think that Roman is going to fight at WrestleMania. He's going to lose the title to a Cody Rhodes. Then maybe the next pay event, Rock and Roman will fight for the head of the table. Once Roman loses the title, he's... There is no head of the table. You think the, the whole bloodline is dissolved? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. But then what do you do if Rock beats him? Rock's not going to beat him. He's you, There's no way The Rock wins. Whoa, I think you're jumping the gun a little. No shot The Rock wins? Yeah, I disagree. I agree with that. Nate, 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 no shot? During his promo with Jinder, Tony, you even said it yesterday. My man, The Rock, was huffing and puffing. Yeah, he, didn't, he wasn't in shape. I got to admit that. I was watching the promo after he banged around with Jinder in the ring and stuff. He, he was, couldn't get his breath right away. He's not in ring shape yet. And, Nate, you were talking about his busy schedule. He doesn't have the time to make multiple appearances. If it's convenient and he's in L.A., he'll swing by, but he's not dedicated. That's why I don't think this is going to happen so I, quickly. I agree with Nate Diggity Dog. I don't think it's going to happen at all. I think it's a I nice little twist right now to get everybody's juices going, get the fucking aura in the air for WrestleMania. It's a nice way to start it. But I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. I think it could happen 
but I don't think it's going to happen this year. That's my thought. I think they're going to be planting seeds left and right through, in, through the entire year, and it's going to eventually happen next Mania, depending on where that Mania is. So what you're saying, Nate Diggity Dog, is the winner of AJ, Randy, and um, LA Knight yeah. is going to fight Roman at the Rumble, uh-huh. and then Roman's going to beat that person. Yeah. Okay, and then going forward at WrestleMania, what's going to happen? I think Cody's going to get injected. I think you could have multiple people in that match, a triple threat. It's definitely a big possibility. It comes down to the Royal Rumble, too. Who wins yeah, the Royal who Rumble? Wins the Rumble? If is CM it- Punk wins the Royal Rumble, hypothetically, then we know he's going after the World Heavyweight Championship. You have an open WWE spot. Maybe The Rock steps in. It doesn't matter. We're all speculating. There's a million different ways you can go with this. All you need to know is it's fucking great television, right? Yeah, just for him to say that, he wants to sit at the head of the table and gets everyone thinking like we're talking about it today. So it's definitely a home run for them. We could talk and go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of possibilities, but it's it doesn't make any sense to do that. So we, let's just appreciate it and move on. Absolutely. So next, let's talk about the five-year story, maybe, let's say, that came to an end when Nia Jax fought Becky Lynch for the first time. We saw Nia beat her foe. Let's give ourselves a little bit round of applause. I think we all called this. Oh, yeah, we all, we all picked uh, Nia, right? Very nice, very nice. Very we nice, were, gentlemen. Very we, nice. We've been right on Nia. Exactly what's going right for that Australia match. Yeah, that definitely seems like the direction they're going in. So, real quickly, let's just go through the women that Nia's beaten so far. So, we got Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Raquel. Raquel. Zoe Stark. Nia's cleaning house. And I, I think that you could say this was probably the best match of all of her collective wins. Agreed. Absolutely agreed, 100%. And also, she's in there with a with a future Hall of Famer, Becky Lynch. Yeah, you know, Becky's the most talented person in WWE in a women's division, probably, and she beat her. So where else does she need to go before Rhea's next? Yeah, I think Rhea and the Women's World Championship have to be next for Nia. Or maybe she enters the Royal Rumble and has a great showing in there. I, you know, you could build her up as the favorite to win the Royal Rumble now. Maybe that's the direction they go in. So where do you see Rhea and Nia going from here? I do think you'll have an actual match between them, between then. It's going to be a disqualification or some sort of uh, something. And some I think sort that, of shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Count Thank you, outs. great word. And I think you're going to get like a last woman standing match or... Uh, a steel cage match because of the big states, because they're both Australian, because it's both their hometowns. I think you get something like that at Elimination Chamber. Their paths are going to cross in the ring somehow before they actually fight, which will be at Elimination Chamber, I think. They're going to cross paths next week on Raw because there is no challenger currently in front of Rhea. Nia's been through the entire division. We just mentioned everybody. She kicked their ass. You can't really prolong this, so it'll be interesting to see how they drag it out. I think we talked enough about them. Let's go on to Rhea Ripley, the champion, right? Because Rhea Ripley defeated Ivy Nia this past week to retain the women's world title. What were your impressions of Nia in this match and overall thoughts on the match? I mean, Rhea's dominant. That's what I got out of it. I mean, Ivy Nile. She's a good diva, or uh, women's wrestler, excuse me. Uh, I thought she looked pretty good in the ring. Uh, very athletic. Diva. <laughs> what the hell is that? I got to call you out on that. Hold on. That took me a minute to register. Oh, Ivy Nile's a diva? Yeah, she's a diva. Nathan's living in fucking... Diva. 
2008, where yeah. it's like, all oh, the Divas division. Oh, yeah. uh, whatever. Women's wrestler. Uh, Nate Diggity Dog gets on my ass with my old movies. And you know, what the fuck is Diva? Diva's from like 50 years ago? <laughs> Not 50 years ago. Excuse me. Maybe 10. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in about 20 years. Oh, I love this. AJ Lee was the Divas champion. That was not that long ago. That was when the Charlie Chaplin came out, the movies. That's when the Diva came out. All right, hey, hey. We're talking about Rhea Ripley defeating Ivy Nile for the championship. And we're talking about the match itself. Were there any highlights or memories from the match that you can think of? I thought at the end of the match, we had just dominated. Hit two moves. One of them was the Riptide. And just one, two, three. Just lights out. Like, she can end it whenever she wanted to. And that's when she wanted to end it. That's what I got out of it. There was a spot where Nile hit a German suplex from the second rope. And... Rhea, if they zoomed in on her face, she looked like completely messed up. And 15 seconds later, the match is over because, Nate, like you said, she's just so dominant and she can do what she wants. She's absolutely the most dominant woman wrestler that we've seen in a long time. But I got to say, Ivy Nile gave her probably the toughest match she's had in months. I think Rhea overlooked Ivy Nile a little bit in this match. She was a little... Taken back by how good Ivy Nile was. So Rhea almost got caught, but she pulled it off. Would you say Rhea Ripley put Ivy Nile on the map? I think Ivy Nile put herself on the map last night because she really gave Rhea a tough fight. Think about who Rhea has been just dominating, going through left and right. Ivy Nile three times almost pinned Rhea, Rhea Ripley last night. You don't see that. You don't. So kudos to Nile. Maybe she did, in fact, put herself on the map. Well said, Tony. But the story here is Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of if Rhea Ripley defends the title from now until Elimination Chamber. However they do it, you're going to see Rhea versus Nia in Australia. They're both Australian. It makes perfect sense. It would be a highlight for both women. It would be a highlight for that event in Australia. So that's going to happen. You, it has to. Is that is that event at 6 a.m.? 12 hours difference, I think. So, yes. We actually joked about it on the show, I think, a month or two ago at this point, that we were going to wake up. We knew we were waking up. Oh, yeah. I think I, it is at 6 a.m. That's going to be fun. While we're on the subject of the Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley, let's talk about what happened with Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough and the reunited Awesome Truth. Gotta love our truth He's back and he's exciting. You know, you put him up with The Miz. That's, you know, must-see TV. I enjoyed that match. I think the highlight for me was J.D. McDonough has The Miz, like, held, and he's going, Truth, hit him. Because our truth the entire time while all this is going on, is confused. And he thinks that he's on the judgment day, but he's teaming with The Miz, so he doesn't know who he should be hitting. And he's looking at The Miz, and he has to hit him because he's working with the judgment day. And he goes... I'm sorry. I love you, Miz. And he hits him, but Miz gets out of the way, hits JD McDonough, and then the Miz ends up winning the match for he and Truth. So very funny. What's not to love? I mean, yeah, our Truth is the best. Maybe the GOAT. Comedy gold, man. Anything The, the comedy GOAT? The comedy GOAT, yes. I mean, the greatest 24-7 champ of all time. I mean... We should do an episode just dedicated to the comedic wrestlers. The, what is it? It's just our truth no, there's tons of them over the years. Really? Name another one. I don't know why my mind goes to Heath Slater. I got kids. Yeah, and I got a couple more in the bank, too, that's actually. A good, well, that's a good one. Then you got Santino, of course. Santino's a good one. Enzo? Ah, he, was, he was comic, but he was dark. Right, well, there have been a lot of comedic performers, but going back to our truth in this match, I love how the I'm sorry, I loved you moment mirrored the WrestleMania 24 moment between Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. 
Remember a couple of weeks ago, he had the iconic Hogan Rock WrestleMania 18 stare down with J.D. McDonough before their miracle on 34th Street Fight match. So do you think that this could be a part of R-Truth's gimmick going forward, him recreating these iconic moments? I think it would be genius if it is because he could do gold with all of that. He is something else, dude. I love this angle with him. I know Tony said he didn't like this with the Judgment Day. What's your thoughts on it? I love R-Truth, but I don't think he's going to be in the Judgment Day. I think they're going to play around with this for a little bit, but I don't see him being a part of Judgment Day. He doesn't fit in. It just doesn't work. I would really like to see R-Truth join the Judgment Day. They've been so fun, and I think it would just be even more enjoyable with him in the group. It doesn't do nothing for the Judgment Day persona, I don't think. It, it kind of makes him a little softer looking, a little, I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm going to stick to my guns. I just don't like it. I mean, JD's out, but they still act like he's in. No, JD's in. No, he's out. It was a joke, Nathan. No, it's it's an actual thing. He should be out. It's not out. But he should be. Okay, but he, he lost just, that match. He should be out of judgment. Yeah, but, but that's the whole idea. It's a joke. They're going along oh, with it. Oh, screw it, We're joke. playing with it. There are such things as verbal contracts. Yes, yeah, there's a verbal contract out there. If you lost, uh, you were out of judgment day. If R Truth lost, he was going to be out of judgment he day. He was. He was out in of judgment day. In the court of public opinion, R Truth is in the judgment day. He is in the judgment day, and JD's out. But they still act like he's in there. What is going on? Maybe our truth needs to take him to court. Hey. Oh, can we get a Judgment Day court? A Judgment Day court scene with JD McDonough, Dominic Mysterio, and our truth could fill out and sell an arena's worth of tickets. Absolutely. I would love it. You have a trial and stuff. You get a couple wrestlers that are going to be the jury. You get one guy's the judge. That would be great. I would love it. And then you got R-Truth on one side, and he's showing his case why he should be in the judgment day. And then R-Truth eventually gets in the judgment day. Maybe he starts doing their bidding, and he's evil, and he he feels bad about it. There's so many different ways they could go. We should patent that idea, and then we'll sell it to WWE. Fuck them. If they come out with this, then we'll sue them. I hope they come out with it. Can we do that? Can we sue? Why not? All right. You can sue anybody in this country (laughs) for anything. And we'll sell Settle. I'll settle. <laughs> hey, get, I'll settle with Endeavor. I don't care. We're suing for fifteen million. Hey, hey, guys, I got fifteen hundred. We're good. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hopefully that happens. That'd be it'd be nice to get a free lunch. So uh, let's talk about a couple miscellaneous things that happened on day one. Uh, you had Jey Uso and Kofi Kingston win via referee stoppage. Scary moment when Giovanni Vinci came off of the second turnbuckle. He got hit with a drop kick and kind of got his bell rung. Match. Called off. He had to go to the blue tent. He got hit in the head. Maybe he got concussed. He got knocked out. But they had to stop the match right there. He tweeted out in Italian that night that he's fine. Everything is A-OK. He just got his bell run. That's it. Yeah, so hats off to the WWE medical team for getting in there, doing the right thing. Uh And and Tony, like you said, Giovanni's fine. So that was cool to see. So no harm, no foul. We'll continue that feud next week. Hopefully whenever he's cleared to compete. Some other things that happened. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven confronted... Caden Carter Ugh. and Katana Chance in I, I, what appeared to be a nightclub. Uh, dude, what, what are we doing? I, I can't stand them. You didn't like this? KC too. I hate them. I can't stand them. And I swear to God, if Chelsea Green and Piper Niven win them back, I'm never watching women's tag team messing. So ever you again. want you want Caden Carter and Katana Chance? Kind of, just to make the story no, build a little no, bit better. No. Dude, we're not going back and forth with these tag titles. That's not how you build a story. The word you're looking for, Nate, is undeserving. And they absolutely are undeserving. They suck. Nate Diggity Dog is absolutely correct. The women's tag team division right now on Raw sucks. I hate to say it. It's uninspiring. 
It's boring. There's no buildup of the stories. It's just filling time on Raw on a three-hour show. That's how I look Terrible at it. Terrible time. And I don't really enjoy it. I agree with Nate Diggity Dog. He's 100% right. You have to appreciate that WWE has made a concentrated effort to improve the division. And what I mean by that is Chelsea Green and Piper Niven established the division over the last couple months. A lot of different teams, a lot of different contenders going after them. And now you got KC2. I hate them, okay? I'm just going to say that right there. I agree with you. I despise them. I don't want them to be champion. And I'm a little upset with you. You don't want Chelsea Green and Piper Niven to get the titles back. So we're all on the same page. But at the same time, I think <laughs> I'm getting upset over here. Okay? Yeah, we, need, we, we need to understand. He's hot. Though, He's hot. The, devil, the, the Calm div- down. Calm down. The division is going in the right direction. Is it, though? You just put someone who had... Two matches on the main roster, and you just gave them the title? They've been on the what? main roster for a lot more than two matches. They have to build up this women's division with some bigger names. I got two names for you, Sasha and Naomi. Bring them back! Oh, that would be great. Bring them back! You got to get some superstars. That would they be gotta, main eventing. They got a bunch of minor leaguers there right now killing time on Raw. That's all it is. And it's not fun. I'm not enjoying it. It's pissing me off. I agree. Hey, you heard me. I, was, uh, I love it, Tony. I was pissed off, too. I didn't realize it's, I was it, so it, mad. It's, it's a total... Somebody better hold me back. <laughs> if this is all in the design and hope of getting the belts on the Kabuki Warriors or Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark, who, let's just talk about them right now. They also had a match on day one. They won. So... Let's look at the teams that we have. How can we elevate this division? Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark or the Kabuki Warriors. We, we hate KC2. We want their title reign to be over already, okay? And we get to shouldn't name... Shouldn't even started. Shouldn't have even started, okay? We're oh, all, yeah, we're all in agreement. We're not going down that rabbit hole, okay? <laughs> Which team, if it's not going to be Piper Niven and Chelsea Green next week because they announced they're going to have a tag team match next the week. Warriors, obviously. Yeah, it's obvious. The Kabuki, That's obvious. Kabuki Warriors will elevate the women's tag team division like that. But you that. still need to have some bigger names in there. Like I said before, Sasha Banks. Asuka's a big name. She is a big name, but you need the competition strong. Like, look at last night's match. You had Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark beat Tegan Knox and Natty. Whoop de doop de doo. I hate Tegan Knox. Yeah, everybody. I hate they, everybody hates somebody that fought there in that match. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's no excitement there. Oh, Tegan Knox is fighting. Oh, really? What time? <laughs> I got to get to the TV. Oh, I got to get in front of this. I can't miss this. Uh, I'd rather have a colonoscopy than watch Tegan Knox and Natty. Bobby <laughs> Tony. Why did you check my blood pressure here with this fucking talk with the women's tag team match? It went up to 170 over fucking 90. It's not good. Quick count. We all want Chelsea Green and Piper Niven next week, obviously. Uh, Yeah, I guess. But I would be furious if we're just going back and forth now. Why would you be furious? Who cares? Uh, because why are we going back and forth? Why did you give them the titles in the first place? Oh, man. We're just getting so upset about the women's tag division. Yeah, what are we doing? To, what Getting are we doing upset here? over here. Yeah, what are we doing? Why do I got to get so upset? We're spending way too much time on this women's This is supposed to be fun. I'm getting upset now. I'm going to punch somebody. Yeah, let's punch somebody. All right, everybody just take a big breath. All right, so everybody calm down. We all feel better. Yeah, fuck the women's tag team division. Okay, so that rematch for the women's belts will take place next week along with CM Punk returning and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cody Rhodes. Supposedly, this is going to be the end of their feud. So what are we most looking forward to next week? Is CM Punk actually going to fight somebody? No, it's just going to be a promo. Or is he just going to come out, wave to the crowd, and do his thing? You know, not for nothing. They got CM Punk back. I want to see the guy in the ring. You're not going to see him in the ring until the Rumble. Is he going to be in the Rumble? Yeah, he declared it already. Oh, he did. He did. He declared definitely. He's in the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, him and Cody are for sure in the Rumble. And speaking of Cody, I think that after this week, 
he and Shinsuke are going to go their separate ways. What about you, Nate? Dude, we still got like three, four weeks till the Rumble. I think this is going to be drawn out a little bit more. Nah, no, I think Cody, I'm bored of it. You know, I think we all are, but I still think it's going to be drawn out. Yeah. A little give bit more. Cody the clean win. Give and Cody move on. the win. Yeah, I would say give him the win. Shenanigans are going to happen. I'm calling it. Nate Diggity Dog might be right. They might stretch it another week, and then maybe you get. Two weeks before the Rumble, they come to a final with what they're going to do with it, and both guys will go different ways. We shall see, but first, we got to talk about the main event. I'm talking about Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Just as McIntyre was looking to capture his dream, once again being world champion, winning a title in front of a live audience, he fucking blew it. McIntyre is the Dak Prescott of wrestling. He'll get to the title game. He'll get to the playoffs. He'll get down to the goal line. But he won't put it in, and he won't win the big game. Time and time again, it happens where he just doesn't fucking put that ball over the goal line when he needs to do it. He's one of the most unluckiest guys in wrestling. I feel bad for the guy because he's got all the tools, but he just can't finish the job. So the match ended when Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio came running down to the ring. Senior Money in the Bank was going to cash in. He was going to become the World Heavyweight Champion. But Drew McIntyre claimed Priest right before he was able to cash in. Then McIntyre went in the ring. He had a claymore on Seth. Everybody thought it was over. Everybody thought Drew was going to win the title. But Seth's foot was on the bottom rope, and it was pretty much McIntyre's fault. He was too aggressive when he was pinning Rollins, and he accidentally put Rollins' foot on the rope. Nate, what did you think uh, about that? Hysterical. I love the storytelling. It here. was his own fault. Yeah, I think this is definitely his best match against Seth. But what do we see now? Is Drew going after the title? He's probably going to be in the Rumble, but what, what happens after him? I think that we may see a little fade of Drew right now. you got to remember, the guy's not signed yet. The day after WrestleMania, Drew is a free agent. So what are their plans going forward with the new company with Endeavor now? We don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But you'll definitely see him in the Rumble. He'll probably eliminate a couple guys, and he'll get knocked out. And then where's he going to go from that? I think it depends on if he's going to get signed or not. We've mentioned it a bunch of times on this show that he wasn't in the plans for WrestleMania because he doesn't have a contract. So unfortunately, that is the reason I think they were never going to pull the trigger and Rollins was going to retain. It's disappointing because as the match went on, I like I went into the match rooting for Rollins. But at the end, I wanted Drew to win. And now it seems like he's going to go to the back of the line. I hope that doesn't happen. So who do you think is going to be next up for a World Heavyweight Championship match? Maybe Jey Uso? Nah, he fought Jey Uso already. What about Damian Priest? Well, Damian Priest has got the money in the bank, so why would he fight him heads up? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe a Finn Balor? Nah, he already fought Balor twice already. Well, who's left? That's what I'm saying. CM Punk. But uh, is he going to fight CM Punk before WrestleMania? That's why you could argue it might have been the right time to take the title off of Seth. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because what else do you do with him? Who else is left to fight on Raw? Chad Gable. I, I think we've mentioned basically everybody. Yeah. I think Chad Gable versus Rollins would be sick. That match was so close, and Drew would have won the match if Rollins is foot. Maybe they'll fight again. Maybe, but... They've already done it a handful of times. I don't know. And I really don't think we're going to see Rollins defend the title at the Rumble. Think about it. You got the two Rumble matches. You got the United States Championship match. Io Sky might defend against Meechin. And Roman's going to defend his title. So, so Seth is probably going to sit this one out. Not for nothing. The guy's been going for a long time. He deserves a little break right now. Absolutely. So speaking of breaks, I think we are due for one. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. And as we go into the new year with no advertisers, great job, Mark. 
the father here, he's going to be calling in some favors from local vendors and bagel stores and pizzerias. And I'm going to get some cash for this fucking company because we got to do something because this company's cash poor. So vendors are going to be coming aboard very soon. And I can't wait because the father is going to be out there looking for people that are going to come and contribute to our show. and We're going to advertise on the show. So in the upcoming weeks, there will be advertisers. I guarantee it. Guarantee. Yeah, baby. I got favors. I'm calling in. I believe you. I, I, I go to the bagel store every morning. He don't want to throw me a couple hundred dollars. I ain't getting bagels. So I'm going <laughs> to tell him, right, flat out. I'm eating out every time, three meals a day for fucking years. So I got pull. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll we- cut you off in my business. You don't give me $50. Fuck you. I want the money. I like it. David at the Chinese restaurant. I'll promote his spare ribs. He's got to throw me a hundred bucks. They're good spare ribs. So. Yeah, I don't care. I'll get some money. You watch. I want to get a couple bucks. I appreciate the hustle, and I'll help you. We'll do whatever we got to do to get this show off the ground, baby. But before we do that, we got to close out the show. So what I wanted to talk about, I felt it could be a little fun, is MJF. Maxwell Jacob Freeman, the former AEW champion, just dropped the title to Samoa Joe as his contract expired with AEW. So for years, he's talked up the idea of the bidding war of 2024. A lot of us dismissed the idea thinking that he signed with AEW behind closed doors, but now he is officially a free agent. I think this is all ploy. I mean, I think he's going to go have some surgery. He's been hurt. These past couple of months want to see the end of the storyline with the devil that happened in AEW. Once he's actually fully healthy, then the bidding war will actually start. And my hope is he comes to WWE. But if AEW does not sign him, they are fucked. They pulled him off the active AEW roster on their website. I don't know if you saw that, Tony. Yes, I did. MJF has a torn labrum. That is his injury. If you want to rehab a torn labrum, you can. It takes about two months. But the best way to fix a torn labrum is surgery. That takes six months. If he goes down the surgery road, he's gone for six months. So do I think this is a work, like Nate Dogg says? Yes, I do think it's a work. I think behind the scenes, he's been signed by AEW. The reason they took the belt off him, because he's going to be out a minimum two months, but he could be gone as long as six months, depending on which way they go with the injury. What makes you think he's signed? Because he's publicly said that he has not signed with AEW. I know he's publicly said it, but I think that he's signed because you don't have any MJF rumblings coming out of the WWE. And they took him right to the wire, to the last day of the contract. Usually when a guy's not signed, you know you're not keeping him. You won't keep him right to the last minute of his contract. I think he's absolutely signed behind the scenes, but he is actually hurt. So it fits him to pull him off all the promotions and everything, and he goes away when nobody knows where he is. He gets healed up, resurfaces a giant. I agree with you, Tony. I think he's coming back to AEW. Everybody in the AEW world knows that what's best for them right now is speculation on if he's coming back just to kind of build a little bit of buzz. How possibly could AEW lose Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, now MJF? That company would collapse. It would be the end of the world for them. There's no way. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. All right, so we'll leave the speculation there, and we're going to finish on up the show today talking about the new year and the new us and the new us's and the new people we are i don't know exactly what i'm going for you're a new person i'm not well what are your new year's resolutions is kind of what i fuck i have none you got none you're perfect the way no i gotta plan a fucking wedding this year man so that's the resolution i guess get it out of the way not get out of the way you get to plan it get the plans out of the way not the wedding the plans we got to get moving on that bachelor party hell yeah where you guys going to bachelor party i want to go am i invited 
Vegas, baby. Can I come or not? You don't want the old man there. I don't blame you if you don't want me, dear. My feelings won't be hurt. Do you want to say it or should I? Uh, I guess you should say it. I can't go. You're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. No, nah, that's right. I understand that. I wouldn't want me to go. I'm annoying. I'm obnoxious. I'm gassy. Who the fuck wants me there? <laughs> you're so gassy. You're going you're to go on a plane for six hours? Was it a six-hour plane ride? Yeah, you guys would probably jump out of the plane. You could probably kill yourselves. You couldn't take me talking for six hours. Picture me on a plane for six hours. You're trying to sleep. All right. I'm already dead. <laughs> I'm immune to it at this point, but it, no, yeah, it's not It's not enjoyable. How long are you going for? How many days? I think we said four or five. Four or five days, you're going to have a great time. Never been super excited. We're going to take that fucking city for all she's worth. And then you cut to us coming home with no money, all upset. The opinions and values of the father do not reflect the integrity of its real to us. When I had my brother's bachelor party, I had I got lesbian midgets. It was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. I don't oh, think I incredible. want lesbian midgets. I'll take lesbians. Oh, no, I don't think a, I need no, no, no. You'd want lesbian midgets. You have no idea. You have no idea. You talk for years about the lesbian midgets. It's incredible. It's something you can't explain. You can't you can't understand what, it. Why? You have to visually experience lesbian midgets. It's incredible. Are we allowed to say midget? I I don't think we are. I don't think we should. What, lesbian dwarfs? No, you can say midgets. <laughs> say lesbian little people. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, is midget a bad word? Yeah. Since when? Midget is a bad no, word. No, that's bullshit. It is. That's you getting caught up in no. all this fucking woke <laughs> shit. Midget is a midget. <laughs> I grew up with midgets. I saw a midget the other day. I held a Dalton for midget. I said, here you go, midget. It's a stereotypical word. Little people wrestling? Or is it midget wrestling? <laughs> He's got you there Thank you He's got you there Thank you Is it actually called Midget wrestling Yes Or is it called Little people wrestling No it's no not idea. called Little people wrestling It's called midget wrestling It used wrestling. to be called Midget wrestling No Google I saw an ad for Midget wrestling They're having in Jersey I was thinking Nate, about going you, you got it I'm, I'm Googling it right All now Alright okay Please stand by Thank you Guys are crazy You can't say this I called the girl, like, uh, the waitress. I said, honey, she fucking called the cops on me. Yeah, that's, what the I fuck mean, is that? that's a little gross. Honey? Yeah, honey. What should I call? Hey, you, you fat bitch, come over here. I need coffee. Honey's a term of endearment. You don't want to just say that to anybody. I didn't know her name. Excuse me, sweetheart? Ex just say excuse me. You don't need to say excuse me, sweetheart. I see dwarf wrestling, and I also see midget wrestling. Thank you. Thank you, Nate Dog. He sees midget wrestling. So but I also see dwarf, man. Okay, hey, we're going to keep it in there, but I'm just saying. Thank you. No, keep the midget in there. So I what will. were we talking about, the midget New lesbians? Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution is I have to lose weight. It's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're a fat ass. Subtle trend. I, I am a fat ass. <laughs> Little people to you're weight talk. You're right. Nate Dog is right. I am a fat ass. Oh, so am I. Don't, don't worry about it. I looked myself in the mirror. Dude, I was like 250 the other day. I was like, what? You couldn't believe it. I was. No, you're not big enough. I'm 256. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably like 260 now. I've eaten a little shit the past month. Yeah, but you just got back from a cruise. You look yeah. great in the photos. Hey, I've never seen you actually look that good hey, in my life. Hands no disrespect. Swollen, no, yeah. None taken. Yeah. I appreciate that. You looked great. It's probably because I was with Sam in most of them. They dressed you up. They made you look good. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. No, but you know what? As you guys get older now, you used to be able to eat and drink whatever you want, and you got to watch because you go I know. You go like a week with just eating and drinking, and all of a sudden you look in the mirror like, damn, what the mm. fuck happened? Oh, yeah. That's what happened to me this week? <laughs> uh -huh. Me too, man. Me too. I got to so. watch. I go three hours. I overeat. I, I blow up in the mirror. Yeah, so I, that'll be a collective resolution is just to get in better shape. Not yeah, gonna, I, I, I well, you always feel crappy after the holidays. I get ashamed when I overeat. Like, when I'm eating, like, the other day, I'm eating a sausage, egg, and cheese with coffee. Shame! And I had a little cookie with it. I felt so good. Shame! But an hour later, so ashamed. Shame!
I let myself down always with food. We're all fat in our own little way. We're going to do our best to stick to our resolution, and we hope you do too. And if you have a New Year's resolution you'd like to share with us, you should do so. Reach out to us on X, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, or TikTok at It's Real to Us. The reason Nathan's laughing is because Tony is rubbing his stomach. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate the support, and we will catch you next time on It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. Cats in the cradles in, in the, the silver stones. Little boy blue in the man on the moon. What you gonna do if you have a sausage and egg and cheese? You're gonna eat it and feel good. I love sausage, egg, and cheese in the morning. Bacon, egg, and cheese is the way oh, to go. Oh, bacon's horrible for you. Oh, sausage is so much you? better. Oh, you're ridiculous. You're crazy, man. 